What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblaze reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. If you're listening to the show and you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please do so. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, hit the button. Make the show your first listen every single day, free, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, five days a week, the only Daily Trailblazers podcast. We're cranking them out. We're having a lot of fun. So come join the show. Make it part of your daily routine. I truly, truly appreciate you if you join me along the journey. Today's episode is a mailbag episode. We do this each and every week, answering listeners' submitted questions all episode long. If you want to get involved in a future one, there's two ways to do it. Tweet at me, at Mike G. Rich on Twitter. Just send me a tweet whenever you're thinking of it, or watch my Twitter feeds. Typically, the day of the show, I will send out a tweet soliciting questions. Respond to that tweet. I'll get you in the show or I'll save your question for a future show. Same deal for the email address, but just an option. If you don't tweet or if you're not a Twitter user, Locked on Blazers Pod is, is the address. That's locked on at gmail.com. Send me a question, send me a query, send me a thought, and I'll do my best to get you in the show or, or save it for a future show. Um, as you will see in this episode, I got some old questions that I'm uh, that I'm bringing back to life that have kind of been hanging around in the inbox for a little bit of wh- a little while. So, like I said, it's a lot of fun. We do this every week. Um, so let us, without further ado, let us get into the mailbag. Uh, Our first question comes from a variety of people, from listener Casey, from listener Cal, from listener Dr. J, who all asked some version of the same question. And quite frankly, to me, this is the biggest question facing the Trailblazers right now. And um, this is using sort of Casey's language, but the other questions were pretty similar. Casey asks... Should we apply the lessons learned from the Dame and CJ from the Dame and CJ tenure and move on from Ant now, or and find a better fit next to Dame? Uh, Doctor J asks, does it matter if we have Dame CJ and Norm versus Dame Ant and Norm in terms of offense and defense? I think that's kind of. It, in many ways, it's it's the biggest question of the last week. Is like, Anthony Simons looks like a hooper. Capital H, multiple O's, like six O's in there. Hooper. Dude can play. He can really play. He can really score. It's, it's a, he's, he's shown some ability to do more than just score with, um, he's getting, you know, becoming a better playmaker, looking more like that point guard of the future we were promised unfairly to Amphrey Simons, quite frankly, three years ago. But he's looking like it right now. Dude's 22 years old and some change, like, and he's looking like that guy. He should be a college senior. Um, people don't stay in college four years anymore, so it's not like, he should still be in college. He should be in his third year in the league, maybe not second. Should be a one-and-done guy, right? So, sort of was anyways. But, like, baller. Absolute baller. Like, let's let's not get it twisted. Uh, he's been really good. Um, and, and this comes on the heels of a really tough December where an ant has just totally turned it around. And because he's totally turned it around and he's, and he's had this just bonkers five games in January, he's averaging almost 28 points per game and, and more than six assists. It's like, okay, okay, this dude can hoop. What do you do with that? And part of the, what you do with that is you, you, you're thinking about the Blazers and you said, you, you pay, how do you build around Damian Lord? You know, they've kind of failed to, to really build a true contender around Damian Lord over the last, over his first decade with the team. Can you maximize over the next two, three years what you do with Dame? And if you're saying, okay, they got to move on from CJ, replacing CJ with another guard under six foot three, who's not a good defensive player and his best skill is scoring and the best skill is scoring with the ball in his hands isn't that the same thing? Like that's, that's what Dr. J and that's what Casey and that's what Cal are, are all, are all asking. Like, 
Isn't this the same song and dance? And I will say, I will say several, several, I have several thoughts on this. Um, one, if you pay, you know, I think every time is going to get somewhere between like 17 and $22 million on the open market. I think 22 is really on the high end. I think he makes, I think he makes Norman Powell, Evan Fournier, Gary Trent Jr. money. I think he makes 19 million bucks. Um, I think that's pretty reasonable, but it's a pretty, it's, it's my best guess. Uh, there's not a ton of, um, teams to offer him, uh, you know, like a big poison pill contract because nobody's going to have, not too many teams are going to have um, cap space, but even the ones that, you know, it, it only takes one. And it's like, if you're Detroit, you offer every time a whole bunch of money and maybe end up with him. It'd be great. That's a great deal. It was a great get. Um, you'd be really happy to have him paired with Cade Cunningham um, with all due respect to Killian Hayes. Uh, so like the, 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 the big difference between Ant making 20 million is that he's not making 30 million. And CJ at 30 million, that max contract, not quite able to be there, makes his contract much more onerous. If CJ was making 20 million, I would say, don't get rid of him. Like, fi figure it out because you have this extra 10 million bucks laying around. So some of it is just like if Ant is cheaper and you think that he's relatively comparable to the production that CJ gave you, that's already a bonus in his on his side. Two, it's the other parts of the roster. Um, if you're the Blazers have, you know, just pairing Dame and CJ together is, is didn't prove to be super fruitful, but they also made a Western Conference final. They were like, you know, they won 50 games on, on, on two separate occasions. Like it's a pretty good basketball team. They had their flaws without a doubt, but like, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think you can't, you cannot like capital C cannot uh, build a good team with two smaller score first guards. It's just you, it matters so much more what you have around them. And the Blazers just need more size and more athleticism around them. So if you commit to ant, you have to commit to getting bigger on the wings, bigger at three, bigger at four, a whole bunch of forwards, a whole bunch of athletes. Um, you probably need, uh, you probably need a really solid defensive center in there too. Not the use of Nurkic isn't that, but you would need to continue to have that, right? Like you can't sacrifice defense at any of the other spots. Uh, I kind of think of like what Minnesota has done with Josh Okogie uh, and Jane McDaniels and, and Jared Vanderbilt. It's just like you send a, just a whole bunch of arms and a whole bunch of length at people every night. And that kind of makes up for the D'Angelo Russells. It makes up for maybe when Cat isn't as playing as good a defense, although he's taking steps forward. Like you, you, you make the puzzle pieces fit. So I don't think the lesson is the same because if you're not giving Anthony Simons a max contract, it's a little bit different, but I will admit that it's very similar and it feels like you're headed in the same spot and we're headed back to a similar spot. And I'll agree with that. I'll agree that maybe the Blazers haven't learned their, wouldn't necessarily have learned their lesson if they, if they say, okay, um, Damon Ant is the, is the backcourt of the future as opposed to Damon CJ. That's going to feel really similar and probably pretty stupid, right? But um, saving a little bit of money, prioritizing the roster, accepting that, not doing the freaking Pokemon catch every six foot three guard you possibly can, Neil Olshay approach of the last uh, 18 months. Like um, Ben McMore, good. Norman Powell, good. Not the right size and shape for the rest of the roster. Um, it's, it is what it is. But I also think you can't necessarily let, you can't let Ant walk. Like you can't let him walk. You can't punt on him and say, Dame, CJ, Norm, whatever the future. You That's that's like obviously a non-starter. Not going to work. You got it. If, if you don't trade him at the trade deadline, you got to have him on the team. So then that that's sort of the original question that was posed by Casey is like, do you sell high on Ant right now? For me, I don't. 
Like I'm not looking to do that, but I will go into the, if I'm, you know, given the, given the keys, given the cell phone, um, or maybe it's a landline. It's a, it's a cell phone, but I'm imagining for myself, it's a landline and I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping the cord around my finger and spinning around the desk chair. Um, if, if I'm giving that long cord and I'm spinning around my desk chair, I'm fielding calls on Ant. Like I'm, I am, I'm figuring out what his trade value is because if his trade value is, has skyrocketed, if there's a team that's fallen in love and, and it's, and it's like, these are just names that, that aren't going to happen, but it's like Pascal Siakam is available all of a sudden. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Go do that. Do that right away. Six foot nine all-star who can handle and score and defend. Yes. Go, 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 go do it. Um, you don't rule it out. So like he hasn't played himself into untouchable territory. He's played himself into very valuable territory and very valuable might look similar. And I can understand why there's some trepidation about that. I think the sort of bottom line is that no, there's not much difference between Dame Ant Norm versus Dame CJ Norm. But the difference is do not, you do not, if you don't pay Anthony Simons $30 million a year, if you don't give him a full max contract, it's not the same thing. You're paying him starter money as opposed to star money, and then you can build around the margins a little bit easier. Still going to have an expensive roster, still not going to work, but I think the financial commitment alone is enough to say it's worth it. Anthony Simons isn't going to command a max contract. He's a very good basketball player. He might end up outplaying, if you know if he gets four for 75, he might end up outplaying four for 75. Um, he's, he's like, he's... I know it's five games and I know it was kind of down on him in December, but I, the little stuff growth when the ball's really been in his hands has been a lot better. And I'm willing to say the nine games in December when the juju was really bad are, are, are equally as meaningless as these five games. Like it's, he's somewhere in the middle. He's not a 27 and eight guy, but he's not the dude who shot the worst effective field goal percentage in the NBA on seven, at least minimum 75 attempts in December. He's somewhere in between that. And my somewhere in between long-term quality NBA starter. I, I think you will, yes, you will end up ending, you'll end up in the same boat with small undersized backcourt. That's a problem, but I still think you can build to the middle. And right now the Blazers don't have a path to be a contender, right? They got to build back to the middle for now and then figure out if, if, and then decide whether they tear it all the way down, right? They got to, they got to get back into the puncher's chance category or the, or the goal for this team, if they're not going to trade Dame and they're not get back into the puncher's chance category and then figure it out from there. And, and I don't think for me, for, for where I'm at, I'd rather figure it out with Anthony Simons on the roster than learn that than than make a rash decision um, and and not have him be part of the plan. Um, I am definitely picking Ant over CJ right now because he'll be cheaper, he'll be younger, and the chance that his production is similar seems very very high, if not guaranteed. That doesn't mean that CJ McCollum hasn't been good. Just means that I bet Ant can give you all pretty much all of what CJ does um, with some real upside. He's 22 years old. That's your first mailbag question. This is the big thing. This could have been a whole show on ants, but we did it. We'll just do, you know, 10, 12 minutes on it. I think that's the biggest question facing this team is Amphrey Simons looks like part of the future, but if the future looks like the past, is it worth it? I say yes with the recognition that I'm not expecting crazy different results. I'll just admit it. I'm not, I'm expecting a path back to fifth in the West and Anthony Simon seems to be a bridge back to fifth in the West. If that doesn't float your boat, fair enough. Let's come back in the second segment, answer more questions on Glorious Mailbag Monday.
mailbag Wednesday, <laughs> special delivery. But before we get back on the special delivery mailbag, let me tell you about Prize Picks. It's the best DFS prop operator on the market. They're pl- it's it's just a ton of fun, and they've got more NBA props than any other DFS prop op- prop operator. They offer superstar players, they offer end of the bench guys, and they've got props on everything. So points, assists, rebounds, threes made, fantasy points, whatever it is. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and the over-under on their projections. And it's you can win up to 10 times on an entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. No pros, no big field, no nothing. Uh, prize pick sets and over-under. You pick w- which side your player is going to land on and you get paid for it. Uh, super fast to, to get signed up. Super fast to get your money out once you do sign up. And right now, if you go to their website, pricepicks.com, or download their award-winning app, you can enter the promo code NBA when you are making your first deposit and you get a 100% instant match on up to 100 bucks. I've used Price Picks. It's a ton of fun. Um, I made some money betting on the on, um the college football playoffs and the Blazer game just this week, you because you can combine sports, combine players, um, kind of combine your expertise, and you can win some money. So go to PrizePicks.com, use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. All right, let's keep it rolling on this special delivery mailbag. We're going to do the same kind of thing here in the second segment. Instead of answering a whole bunch of questions, we're going to kind of hit the big picture stuff this week in the mailbag world. Um, we'll go back to the sort of, uh, we'll go back to, you know, rapid fire a whole bunch of questions in future mailbags. But today I wanted to hit the headlines because this is a big one and things might change by the time we get to, you know, we're in trade season. Things might change by the time we get sort of back to, uh, back to mailbag next week. So Let's let's just go with a, a sort of a big old headline when this one comes from Jeff V. As a reminder, this podcast, very popular with Jeff's. Jeff V. asks, theoretical, you're the GM of the Blazers, and it's the morning after the trade deadline. Within reason, what moves did you make to improve the Blazers? So many of you ask something like this. Many of you sent in trades that are just straight up illegal. <laughs> um, um, do not work under the collective bargaining agreement. Some of you sent trades that um, instead of just like being mean to you on the podcast and saying, wh- why the hell would the Atlanta Hawks do this? Uh, I just decided I'd go this direction. Here's what I would do. Um, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I don't love Trade Machine. Um, I like the idea of trades. I like thinking about like sort of the theoretical, what would this team want? And what would this team want? What I don't like is the like... Um, you send me a theoretical trade that that doesn't make sense and I have to break down for you why it doesn't work or you have to convince me why this other team would do it uh, and but without considering the financial implications like I the sort of the um, the ins and outs are are not what I love but I love the, the the theoretical trade stuff so let's get into the sort of theoretical trade stuff and I'll hit you with the specifics because I went to the trade machine and made it happen here's what I'm gonna do the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm going to get Jeremy Grant on this team um, I, I talked a little bit about with uh, locked on Pistons host Kuka Heel about this and Ku is kind of in the space where um, you know, Ku's a big Pistons fan and does a really good job in the Locked On Pistons podcast. So if you haven't listened, check it out. Um, kind of, if Jeremy Grant's going to be traded, what do what is the Pistons' goals? And the Pistons' goals should be draft picks to continue the rebuild and young players that can be part of the rebuild. Uh, but the problem is that Jeremy Grant makes 
you know, $20 million a year. So you kind of got to figure out, you know, make the money work on the other side. So the trade that I have cooked up with a little bit of help from Koo and a reminder from listener Jesse, who basically said the Blazers, you know, the the Blazers are going to have to give away young parts to make this happen because they don't have draft picks. So shout out to listener Jesse, who, who with the reminder, um, on the Jeremy Grant trade is that I'm going to send CJ McCollum, that's Christian James McCollum, and Nazir Little to the Detroit Pistons for Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olynyk. Uh, Olynyk is under contract for next season along with Grant. They're the big money contracts the Pacers, uh, the Pistons have. Uh, you're giving Nazir Little, who I, uh, you know, Carolina guy, obviously really like and think is think can be a really good player. That's your upside. And in in lieu of the pick, the Blazers really don't have to trade because they have a lottery protected pick owed to Chicago through 2028. They just they do not have a a, a first round pick to to really trade. This is their instead of first round pick, Nazir Little under team contract for one more year will be restricted free agent after that. And looks like he could be a like a really good helpful player. But I'm swinging a little bigger and going for a veteran to help now. For my money today, Jeremy Grant. I mean today, Jeremy Grant has a busted thumb, but in the future, uh, Jeremy Grant better than Nas like right now. Uh, will he be better than Nas in three years? We'll see. But like better than Nas right now. So you're getting Jeremy Grant. You're getting some size back in Kelly Olynyk, and then you're moving on to the sort of next trade. And the next trade, if we're talking morning after the trade deadline the next trade i've completed is i called up the charlotte hornets and i gave them use of nurkic because they desperately need a center and in return we're getting some wings to help this blazers roster kelly Oubre and pj washington will be the center of this deal and to make the money work they will also send over ish smith who has a non-guaranteed contract for next year and the blazers will be sending out use of nurkic robert covington and greg brown to make to make the money work Greg, you know, this is just kind of the the, the tough part of the league. He's just he's not going to get a chance here in Portland in this theoretical trade world for Nurko and for Nurko for Nurk and Roko. I guess if they get traded together, they become Nurko. Um, but for Nurk and Roko, Charlotte gets a look at them and they get to decide whether they're part of the future. Would Charlotte do this? Would they give up PJ Washington this trade? I think so, because I think Nurk and Rocco are enough of an upgrade defensively that they take that without kind of um, hurting the bla- the hurting the Hornets future they can play pay Miles Bridges etc etc um you're not absorbing the Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier deals and so maybe that's a deal breaker but let's just assume they say yes you get Kelly Oubre you get Ismish you get PJ Washington no no um draft picks are exchanged in this one here's what you're left with after the trade deadline Damian Lillard Norman Powell Kelly Oubre Jeremy Grant Kelly Olenek off the bench Anthony Simons PJ Washington Larry Nance Ish Smith non-guaranteed um, heading into next year, you would have th- th- as your top eight, Dame, Norm, Ubre, Grant, Olenek, Ant, PJ Washington, Larry Nance. Boy, would you need a center. <laughs> you'd get your lotto pick that you'd get to keep because I'm going to assume you're not going to make the playoffs with uh, trading for injured Jeremy Grant and Kelly Ubre. You're go- and losing Nurk. Like you're going to be bad. You're going to, this is a tank move, mini tank. Um, you're gonna have you're going to next year with lottery pick and a whole bunch of minimum contracts to fill out the back half of the roster. But Dame, Norm, Ubre, Grant, Olenek, Ant, Washington, Nance. I feel like that's a playoff rot- playoff eight. I don't I I don't love it. Like I just admittedly I don't love it. But I think going through this exercise is kind of like this is the challenge. Um, what teams would say yes to this? What teams want specifically have a need for Nurk that you could get some value back? What teams would 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 sort of take Rocco? Um, I considered Christian Wood pretty heavily. I'm not a big Christian Wood believer. Um, I don't. I do not care for the musical stylings of Christian Wood. I think he's talented. Not sure he's. Um, 
I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him as a player. I don't think he's, I just don't think he's that good. Um, I know he can score. I'll, I'll, I will concede that. So I, I really started with Christian Wood and I ended up on, on Oubre and PJ Washington. Longtime listeners will know that I'm not really a Kelly Oubre guy either, but I somehow talked myself into it during this exercise. What do y'all think? I think that's kind of where I've landed on this one. That's my sort of theoretical, the moves I've made. I don't love the roster I've ended up with. I don't. I think the Blazers are still super thin up front. Um, I, I think they're better defensively, but have they taken the, the real step? I still think you got to play a ton of minutes with Dame, Norm, and Ant just to have enough offense on the court. Um, if Kelly Oubre, you know, he's about a, like a, a season-long heater in Charlotte, but if he shoots more like he did with the Warriors, like, that's a problem. So, um like I said, like I, I, I went through this exercise and I don't love where the Blazers came out on the other side. So if you have a better version of this, send it to me and I'll, I'll read it. Um, it, depending on timing wise, I'll, I'll share yours. If you have a good one, if you have a bad one, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a buck 50 with you. Um, I read all the emails I get, but, um, some of them I ignore. I'm just going to keep it, keep it a million. That's, um, that is my fake trade deadline that is that is my best my best um try at it if you've got a better one please please send it to me uh let's let's go into a little nonsense to close the show got a fun question to close the show that's what we'll do on this glorious special delivery mailbag but first let's talk about bill bar the best tasting protein bar that there is that's that's what they're doing they're making delicious protein bars every one of their bars 17 to 18 grams of protein 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, no more than five grams of net carbs. And they got new flavors all the time. So if you're like me, you know what you like, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. I, I like the orange. I like the raspberry a little bit, I like the mint brownie a little bit, I like the salted caramel. I kind of mix it up in there. I like the coconut and the coconut brownie chunk when it's available rocks. Like I, I've got my five or six that I mix and match. But if you don't know what you like, you can get a mix box, get a whole bunch of flavors, find out what you like, or just check built.com because they're coming out with new limited time flavors all the time. So you can try something new, see if you like that, you know, change it up a little bit. Whatever you do, go to build.com, use a promo code LOCKED15 so you get 15% off whenever you're making your decision. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's show also brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Whether you want to bet on the NFL playoffs, whether you want to bet on the NBA season, you'll find more props, more line, more odds, more lines in all the games than they've ever had before and pretty much than anywhere else you can find it. Plus, the NHL season, soccer all over the globe, uh, combat sports, you can play your favorite Vegas casino games on betonline.ag. Uh, Take it, don't wait. Take advantage of all these offers. Take advantage of this offer specifically. Go to Bet Online. When you're making your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's your first deposit. Promo code is Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked On Blazers. We are still rolling through a glorious. Special delivery mailbag. It is light on questions this week, but we're not light on fun or headlines. This is a question asked by several listeners. Ken asked, uh, Ken was watching a game earlier this week in which contortionist Jonathan Burns caught his eye. If you have League Pass, one of the, I think NBA League Pass is kind of a crappy product. Uh, If you're from the league and you're listening to this, um, I think League Pass is kind of a crappy product. Y'all could do better with it. But if you, if you, 
if you buy the expensive one, you don't get commercials. You stay in arena. So you get to watch halftime acts like a legitimate perk of league pass. And listener Ken was watching league pass this week um, and got to stay in arena and watch contortionist Jonathan Burns, a guy who um, was at the blazer game. And his act includes like him kind of just like dislocating his arms and, and or dislocating his shoulders and slipping through things like a toilet seat and uh, a badminton racket and a picture frame. And it ends with him contorting himself into a rollaway suitcase and someone from the Blazers uh, game op staff rolling him to the back. Um, and he's got a real flair and was a ton of fun. And so Ken asked, like, where does... Jonathan Burns rank among the halftime show entertainers and Chris at Nevada fan at Nevada Blazers fan on Twitter. Chris sent me an email and included his Twitter handle. Now, I don't know that we've had that before, but at Nevada Blazers fan on on Twitter, Chris asked like, um, you know, what what are the best halftime performances? And Chris singled out uh, Chin Guy. It's actually Chin Balancer, Chris, but I'll give you a pass. Chin Balancer was another one who came through the Blazers um, uh, through the Moda Center uh, at a Blazer game earlier this year. And Chin Chin Balancer t- literally just balances stuff on his chin. Um, Starts with like bouncing like a rake uh, and maybe like a pool cue and a mop or something. And then he bounces a table and then um, an umbrella and then uh, a lawnmower and then multiple ladders. And then he climbs up a ladder and balances a ladder like right on the, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like right on the edge of his chin. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, And so Chris said like, what are your, noting that it was a second person possessive pronoun, um, favorite halftime performances. So here, let's rank them. Um, this the Blazers season has been has been like legitimately kind of a bummer at times this year. And there's been games where just like the halftime performance is the highlights, or the halftime performance is the first time the crowd cheers because the first half is just kind of like on Sunday the Blazers played the Kings, ugly, gross basketball game in the first half. Um, <laughs> And then Jonathan Burns comes out and the crowd goes nuts. Like people are going wild and people are excited. And I was like, okay, a lot of people have asked about the, um, a lot of people have asked about them. Actually, that wasn't Jonathan Burns. Burns was last week, but a lot of people have asked about, um, uh, I've asked about halftime acts. Let's talk about it because it's like, it's becoming more of a part of the Blazers season as kind of like the basketball the results of the basketball games matter a little bit less and eventually will matter probably not at all. Um, so here are my personal favorites. My all time favorite is, is red Panda. It just, she's, she's a gamer. Uh, she is the, uh, performer or red Panda is the performer who rides the unicycle and flips bowls from, uh, from foot to head. And so red Panda bounces bowls kind of alternates up down on the bowl so there's a little bit of flair and then flips them from shin to the to and catches them on her head uh she rocks she's an all-time great performer she tore her acl a couple years ago and like i'm just gonna keep it a buck i'm I'm honest with athletes i'll be honest with her an athlete she's not as good since she got hurt age sucks um and and red panda would never make mistakes and now when you see her sometimes she screws up in her act because the your body is it has has a limited window to be an elite athlete and red panda for a decade was one of the elite elite elites still my all-time fave also on that list christian scooby christian scooby is uh christian is like a uh i was gonna say gymnast but kind of like um does some balancing and some strength stuff and then brings out um, a small chihuahua and the chihuahua does um tricks along with christian um 
I didn't love Christian and Scooby the first time I saw the act, but I have grown to love it. And Christian and Scooby kills in the arena. Kills. And that has to be part of this. Kills in the arena. Christian and Scooby, always a winner. Uh, I'm going to just say all these names. And so literally they're all available on YouTube. If you're not familiar with them, go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Have some fun here. I think number three on this list has to be the Amazing Sladek or Amazing Sladek. I think it's the Amazing Sladek. S-L-A-D-E-K. Um, Sladek is an older older fella. He's probably like in his middle 60s. Older for the circuit, um, but like older for doing halftime acts as a job. Uh, but Sladek uh, is the great, great balancing act. Um, and he puts down a table and then he stacks chairs and he climbs to the top of the chairs. But Sladex, like specialty, what makes it so good is, uh, first of all, sequin outfit, low cut sequin outfit, like real circus performer outfit and incredible flair, true performer flair to the music plays and, 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 um, and Sladex like plays up the crowd and puts his arms out real high and plays with the music, like true performer. Um, really one, one of, one of the great halftime acts has to be third on my list. Fourth on my list is something they don't do anymore, um, like post-COVID, which like for obvious reasons, but baby races, baby races kick ass. Um, I've been trying to get Todd Bosma, the Blazers MC at the arena to do baby races for like f- five years. I've been fighting a good fight. Um, and it just, it, I guess they don't, maybe there's not a lot of racing babies in the Portland area, but like this happens all over the league where they put, um, they put carpet out and you bring your toddler and your toddler crawls to the end of the carpet and races another toddler on the other carpet who's also crawling and it rocks people love races races are races are good and baby races rock like baby races really was one of the best halftime acts everyone it's easy to get it's easy to get involved um you know toddlers are great hijinks ensue because a kid just does its own thing and kind of freestyles or some baby is super fast you see a super fast baby at the arena you've had a couple beers you're going nuts if you're me on press row i've actually never seen it in real life but um i've seen on i've seen on my couch plenty of times and i love it shout out to baby races so i think those are my top four i think five is chin guy like i really do think the chin balancer is Chin Balancer's new on the scene. Um, no one I talked to. I talked to a I, I talked to a bunch of Blazers employees about this, getting their take. Um, they can they can remain anonymous, but I, I talked to a bunch of Blazers employees, including Todd, um, about their favorite um, about their favorite in arena entertainment, and and we all agree that Chin Balancer is is hot and going to be like a rising star in the in the halftime entertainment game. Chin Balancer again bounces stuff on his chin. Uh, he could use a little Slade X flair. Chin Balancer, if you're listening, love your act, but I think you need like I think you need that performer's flair, and you'll get it because you're going to get reps all over this fine country um, and probably in Canada too. When that's easier to travel there, it's not easy to get a Chin Balancer across the border these days, but uh, when 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 you're able to travel throughout North America, you'll be a hit all over this fine continent. Um, I think Jonathan Burns, the contortionist, deserves a mention here. Uh, real flair, goofy kind of um, a Napoleon Dynamite vibes, but a little just like absurdist and really fun. And like, you know, fitting yourself through a toilet seat as the opener of your act. Incredible. That's, that's going to get the people talking. Uh, before Jonathan Burns gets into the suitcase, he also takes off a pair of tidy whities it's just, you will not forget it when you see it. And that has to be up there. Everyone's, we're still talking about it here, right? Um, uh, there's also a, a woman who's Itzel Salvatierra, Salvatierra, I believe is how you play it. I-T-Z-E-L, Itzel Salvatierra, who does aerials. It's like um, 
aerial acrobatics. There's like silks uh, suspended from the the big screen at the the Blazers Arena, and um, she goes up there and spins around in like a, a suspended uh, sort of circle and does does um, like really cool aerial acrobatics. Sweet. Um, Sophie Dosi does archery with her feet. Rocks. Very fun. Um, there's also um, there's also there's I've seen two different people do this, but it's it's one woman who. Um, uh, rolls around in like a big circle and does like kind of like this sort of gyroscope balancing act. Don't love that one. A little dizzy for me. Um, other acts that aren't on my list, but you'll, you'll see Rollabola, which is like a couple who is a, is a sort of acrobat couple and they do balancing and they do strength stuff and they wear fun sort of circus outfits. Quick change. Uh, the, the man from quick change passed away, um, in, in 2019, but they were an act that changed outfits a bunch. Very fun. Steve Max is a professional Simon Says performer and David Giribaldi is a, is a speed painter. All of them deserve shout outs here. Um, but I think my top five are Red Panda, The Amazing Slate at Christian Scooby, Baby Races, and The Chin Balancer. Those are my top five. Um, Listen, this Blazer season needs fun. The halftime acts have been fun. Um, if you have a halftime act you prefer, shoot it to me. Uh, we'll get back to more regularly scheduled uh, <laughs> uh, uh, mailbags in the future. Yeah, I spent nine minutes on halftime acts. It's time to have... It's the middle of the week, baby! Um, you know, this is a special delivery mailbag. We'll have more serious shows later this week, but I wanted to, I wanted to have a little bit of joy in this one. Uh, and we're, you know, we talk trades, we talk dance, then we got a little nonsense. So thanks for sticking with me through the nonsense. If you want to get involved in, in a future mailbag at Mike G rich on Twitter, email me locked on at gmail.com. More shows this week, more games, uh, blazers play the, play the nuggets to begin, to begin a road trip. Um, Probably going to have an interview later this week, so make sure you stick around for that one. Don't want to tease it because I haven't got it confirmed. But five shows every day of the week, every day of the week, each weekday, a new Lockdown Blazers. So tell your friends, come back for more. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.